Welcome to Video Game Movie Anatomy. Tonight, we're covering 2008's Max Payne, starring Mark Wahlberg. We're going to have all of our games that we do every single episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Video Game Movie Anatomy. That's right, everybody. Welcome to Video Game Movie Anatomy. Uh, I am one of your hosts, and it's Mark B. Donica, and tonight the B stands for bullet time. Because we're covering... Ma- I did that just now. I, I didn't even think about it. I was it. wondering. Yeah. I've been wondering what the B was for. <laughs> and uh, uh, tonight we're covering Max Payne, uh, starring Mark Wahlberg. Joining me, we have a full panel tonight. We have Mrs. Stacey Shuttleworth. Hi, guys. I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me online at Ye Old Nerd on Twitter or on Twitter and all over the internet at Nerds Doing Stuff. And Mr. Patrick Dees. Hello. You can find me at P to the Dees on Twitter and you can find me on iTunes. I host a video game podcast called Pixel by Pixel. I'm excited to talk Max Payne with you. Too. You're excited to poo poo all over this movie. Well, I don't know. I might be the apologist this week. We'll, we'll get into it. This movie surprised me. I'm just saying. This movie surprised me. So, yeah, it did. It really did. Right. So, for those of you who don't know about Max Payne, uh, this was a game that came out for the the original Xbox in PlayStation 2. Uh, the breakdown of the film is as follows. Coming together to solve a series of murders in New York City, City are a police detective whose family was slain as a part of a conspiracy and an assassin out to avenge her sister's death. The duo will be hunted by the police, the mob, and a ruthless corporation. <laughs> Max Payne. When when Mark Bullet Time Donica sets that movie up, I want to watch it. It sounds great, right? That way. Doesn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, that sells it. <laughs> Mr. Bullet Time. So, uh, initial thoughts about the movie? About the movie? Okay, no, not about, not about, not about, about my middle your name. About oh, Bullet Time. No. Uh, look, I, so I, again, I'll set up my 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 apologist uh, position here. Like, so I'm a big fan of the source material, right? Like, um, I thought. Uh, that game was kind of a kind of sea change in gaming, but I think an important game, like a real tentpole game around oh, the time that it came out, right? Uh, you know, kind of pioneered that whole bullet time, right? That was pre-Matrix. That was it pre- was just after right. Matrix. Just it was after the first Matrix. game mm-hmm. to utilize it after the Matrix. Kind of in development, maybe in parallel with, <laughs> right? I'm like, see the apology <laughs> already begins. That's a good save. That's um, a good save. <laughs> so, like, uh, so the, you know, I kind of went into this, and I had seen it at the time, and remember being profoundly disappointed. Um, I think this was my suggestion. One of the reasons we're talking about it is because I'm a big Remedy guy. This was released by Remedy early on. They've got a game coming out this coming uh, what two weeks? Very, very, uh, very soon. Yeah. Called Quantum Break. I was excited to start revisiting kind of old remedy property. So part of my part of my apologistic stance for this movie is going to be because I love the source material, but like it wasn't good. There's there's things I liked about it. It was it was watchable, sure. which is way better than how I usually get on the show. Like every week I get it here and I'm very like, watchable. Uh, very, I scratched the very. Well, well here's the it well here's the, it was watchable compared to it, a lot of the other movies that we've done on this show. It was an actual movie. Yeah, and and it it sure, had sure, sure, it, sure. it had its moments. It had its beats to to make it sort of resemble a movie. But once mm-hmm. we get into our speed runs, I, I think we'll be able to uh, isolate a little bit more what we had problems with the film. How about you, Stacey? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it was watchable, but barely I to agree. me. It was it was tough, um, and there were a few things that I had major issues with. Cool. I can't wait that to hear really them. Ruined me it. too. Did you, did you play the game at all? Were you familiar with kind of the source I did. material? I, I am familiar to an extent. It's been a while since yep. I played the game, yep. and it was only the first one, but I have, so okay. I, I know where it's coming from. Yeah, I only <laughs> played I only played one and three. I didn't I didn't play the Fall of Max Payne, which is isn't that considered the best one? I, uh, which I feel bad about. I kind of really liked the third one, the, the one that was what, two years ago. Yeah. The, 
yeah. the rock star. The rock star. Mm-hmm. Great game. Oh, yeah, very cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, utilizing drugs for the slow motion and stuff, yeah. Um, oh, I just remembered another controller toss moment. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> oh, before gosh. we get to controller toss moments, uh, let's go to our speed runs. And our speed runs is sort of like when you go into a, a GameStop, a Walmart, a Target, what have you. Yes. You look at a game, uh, you look on the back, and there's a little blurb on the back. Yeah. Uh, these are, are that for us for the film. Uh, and just an example of a couple, it's it's... A pretty definitive statement. <laughs> yeah. We like to keep it short, Patrick. Sometimes um, I have a problem with that. <laughs> so, for example, Mortal Kombat has no. a cheesy script but nails the spirit of the game. Need for Speed is the kind of mindless action movie that doesn't make you feel bad for people who are mindless. So just as a couple examples. But for Max Payne, uh, who wants to go first? I got it. Let's do it. All right, All right. I'm going to try and stay brief. Oh, this is my prepared statement. <laughs> All right, so Max Payne is the sad and impotent action thriller adaptation of the groundbreaking video game series by Remedy Entertainment. Some okay ideas at play here, but ultimately, the script is a mess. While watching this film, it won't cause you Max Payne, but will probably have you wincing repeatedly. That was good. Thank that you. Was solid. Thank you. I was wondering who was going to do uh, who was going to do a I Max Payne to. pun. I had to. I could Payne. not. Did you do a Max Payne pun? You know what? I didn't. We'll recover from it. Recover right. from it. Let's see what you, you got. Care of it. All right. <laughs> So, if you're a fan of Max Payne games, you're going to be disappointed. If you've never played a single Max Payne game, you're still going to be disappointed. The movie manages two things spectacularly well, blatantly ignoring the source material and butchering Norse mythology. Okay, Interesting. so yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get into this. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Because I... Hmm. So mine... Despite a main character as convincing as the snow effects throughout, uh, <laughs> Max Payne stays surprisingly loyal to a fault. Yeah. I thought that it stuck to the source material relatively well. I did well. too. Really? Yeah. Yep. There's a, a lot of the a lot of the terminology and a lot of the characters are sort of tightened up, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the a lot of the uh, beats stay stay true. Sure. But, and we'll get more into that in a second. Okay. But uh, we go from there to our controller toss moment, which is a moment where you watch the movie and you have a, you have got to be kidding me, and you wing your controller across the room, which wasn't as much of a problem back in the PS2, Xbox days because they were wired. They didn't have too, too right. far to go. Couldn't get some velocity yeah. on that thing. Not yeah. like a Wii remote that gets right. embedded, embedded yeah. into your television. Um, I'll start with mine. I kind of said it in the speed run, but the snow. The second we started seeing the snow... I thought there was a guy just above frame with like a pie pan, just shaking little yeah. crumples of paper it down, like. and and it uh, it constantly took me out. And like the close up in the last shot of of Max with the gun, I was like, "That's confetti. That is one hundred percent confetti." <laughs> and it wasn't there like in the previous shot. Like he pulls the yeah. gun, it's he not, just and then it's outside, just I know. And all of a sudden, yeah. covered it's been in frost. there since the Eisenhower administration. Oh, yeah. Like that gun's been oh. there a long been there time. All day. Uh, I got another one, but I'll, I'll, let's uh, let's keep moving. Stacy, what do you have for right, a controller well, toss moment? It goes back to the Norse mythology okay. thing oh, when it yeah. really started. Excellent. So it was uh, when Owen Green was having his like freak out, his hallucinations oh, up yeah. on the second floor, about to throw throw himself out the window slash get pulled out sure. of the window, and he's explaining how like the Valkyrie are the ones that come and swoop in and take the chosen away to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. It's like so. I just thought of another one. <laughs> Just there's so many. How do you choose one? Oh, I know. I was like, okay, so they're taking these drugs and expecting these Norse mythological creatures who honor valiant fighters to take them away. And it would it would be one thing if that was like the running delusion that the junkies had, kind of thing. But they treated it so seriously. So when we hit that point, I was just like, okay, nope, that's 
We're done. That was, and you were, you never really recovered from that I moment. You're like, I'm sorry. You're so sitting like, back with your that. arms crossed, like I'm not watching this anymore. Well, and then they go talk to the tattoo artist, and it just goes that downhill. That was the, the tattoo artist who's just like, oh. by the way, I've got my Norse mythology no. book here, and it looked like the Necronomicon, right? Like it was like that book was <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, oh, yes. I have, luckily have been looking over my Norse tome. But t- but tell me that guy. Tell me that guy did not. He was so well cast. That dude is like in every oh, tattoo shop I've ever seen forever. Book in and all. No, yeah, but I'm booking all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe not. But yeah, I'm just not asking the right questions. Box. That was another one. Like, during during the film, as that scene was happening with at the tattoo parlor, I was like, this is this is a needed scene for our main characters. Yeah. But what is that guy doing with that book there? And it happens, like, I know they take, I know tattoo artists, they take pictures of yeah. their work afterward. Right, right. But how is it like... That exact one, totally. right there, I know. nailed it. I know. Don't understand. Oh. Mm. I mean, I do understand. I don't want to understand. What about you, Patrick? For twenty years, can I have like a can I have like a controller toss like movie? Like, <laughs> it would be this. Look, one of the the like one of the like defining gameplay mechanics of the game is bullet time. It's something that mm-hmm. translates very well to film, right? Like we've always seen it. Um, the director, and I'm spacing his name, had done um, uh, John Moore, had done spacing the movie, the Owen Wilson movie, uh, behind, the, behind enemy lines. lines. Thank you. I'm just going to throw to you and you I just do what I can. ad-lib away. Uh, he'd done behind enemy lines where I think they had like some really convincing slow-mo scenes. I feel like maybe that got him this gig. And then they, they had they then had a, a movie with like 42 gunfights and like three slow-mo yeah. moments, one of which is impossibly dumb. Oh, and I think you're talking totally about Totally. Which one? Is the behind-the-back shotgun. What are we doing? And, and that's not just, when you choose to use bullet time? And not just he yeah. makes the shot. But the guy flies off of the the catwalk. Oh, totally! Oh, the whole thing explodes and explodes the thing at the mm. wall behind Dude, him. Dude, like, but yeah. that maneuver, like, he jumps backwards and just no, no looks. Like, I don't, like, <clears throat> you no scope a shotgun. <laughs> totally. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, you know, and the movie like is just so right for that, right? Like that whole. Do you remember the office scene when he's running through? Like, how is that not bullet time? That would have been rad seeing the papers explode. Though I will mm-hmm. say. What, another one of mine is the end of that when he dives through the window like head first yes. and he's just like full mm-hmm. like full force. Yep. That's a video game. Like that's I, you in the video game where you're just diving yeah, everywhere. Diving. Yes. Totally. That's totally that moment and for that reason I was like, uh, okay. That would be one where yeah. I'm wearing the Wii Remote thing and I throw it but it stays like... Oh yeah, yeah, arm. you've got the little safety <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, ah, that wasn't that bad. But it was still oh, just no. like, please. Except the way they, they recover though. Like I also kind of love it. Like, yeah, let's if you're going to do this, let's, let's dive. Like let's balls go. out, excuse that term. Uh, <laughs> but he jumps in midair, like into the door, and then kind of recovers. Like Luda's on the other side, and he's like, he's still standing upright. And I'm like, no, you just ate shit. Like you didn't, you don't just recover from that. Like that's that's, that's a, a concussion because your head went into the ground. But like, but like a for effort, Max. Like, good job. So keep it up. That that should have been your your speed run. A for effort, Max. <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, can't dog you for trying, and I mean, yet here we go. Fifteen yeah. minutes of dog in your Yeah, no, we're just getting warmed up. Another one of mine was the the payoff of the intro scene where he's sinking in the ice. Yes, uh, ice water, mm. um, and when he sees his wife and he hears the not oh. yet, and then goes back up, like he had already been down there and not breathing in the freezing cold right. Hudson River, mm-hmm. and he's like. Right. No, I'm good. Hold on. Yeah, I know, I got it. And still swam. It it looked, I don't know, he got a little bit discombobulated, but he could have swam. It it seemed like they were trying to establish that he swam across the river. Yeah, it looked Mm -hmm. like it. Sure looked like it. As opposed to back. 
that's... But the, then the drugs made it all better. I can appreciate that's that's fine. I can appreciate yeah. uh, that our man, Mr. Jack Lupino, is always sweating profusely. This drug has got to be some sort of thermogenic. Like, I get on it. fire. He's just sweating. Yeah, just and so, but I love that Max's go-to is like, I almost drowned. Screw it. Let's use some drugs. Let's try sure. some drugs. Let's try some drugs. <laughs> but I do. Th- that kind of rings true to the character. Where if if we did have a sequel like they teased at the out after yeah. the credits, yeah, yeah, that yeah, it would have yeah. been like, oh, he's probably a junkie trying to find that same high that he found that kept him alive. So that and that would have been an interesting way to incorporate a story that they did in the games and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But they didn't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of our cast, let's uh, let's do some highlights here. I loved. Bo Bridges as cast as BB because he's BB as well. Bo oh. Bridges BB so, like super silly just meta thing that I like. Thank you for connecting those dots. That's but it's great to have a guy who, right who usually <laughs> plays somebody who's so likable yep. to be that that turncoat even though you could see it a mile away. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what other what other highlights did you guys have of the cast? So we had Mark Wahlberg as Max Payne, Mila Kunis as Mona Sachs, Ludacris as Jim Bravura, uh, Chris O'Donnell as Jason Colvin, uh, Donald Logue as Alex Balder, Amari Nolasco as Jack Lupino, Kate Burton as Nicole Horn, and Olga Kurlienko, our girl from Hitman, our as girl. Natasha. Yep. Yeah. Who did you guys like the most? Dude, so I, I actually really had a hard time with BB. Like, honestly, I like him a little bit more now that you pointed that out because, like, my dumb brain just really wanted to hate him. But, like, it was, I don't, like, all of that was such a miss. Like, I think he should be, like, Wilford Brimley doing oatmeal commercials. He's not this, like, head of security guy. I don't know. That whole thing was just so weird. The head of security thing kind of threw me right? off. Right? That spend, didn't seem to fit. No, he's but they didn't like, spend enough time on it. No. No, and he's doughy, right? Like, he doesn't seem mm. like a guy that could, like, be this fierce, like, head of a security organization or even a former cop. Like, I feel like right. any that one of like us could have taken BB. Like, I don't <laughs> think that guy's a problem. How did you guys feel about Wahlberg? I Asmax. did not like him. D- you did not. No. I did not. I okay. think if I think if we didn't have Wahlberg, it could have been a completely different movie. Really? Yeah. You think he was sandbagging oh, this? I do. Um, sandbagging is the wrong word, but you don't, you think like he was the problem? Even for well, the script too. But um, I think the director did a wonderful job lining up certain shots, certain scenes, certain situations. I think he did the best what he could yep. with a bad mm-hmm. situation, and. Uh, Ultimately, I did enjoy the movie. I yeah. thought there were a couple, a couple moments that were all right. Come on, like when, uh, when a the drug, couple? yeah, yeah, when the couple. <laughs> let me get to it. Thank you. Um, when uh, I think the 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 druggie at the at the top of the movie in the subway was starting to see the the Valkyrie circle around. Yes, mm-hmm. it looked like I saw somebody with a kite. <laughs> Like it looked just like a like something you would pick up, and they were just like, "Well, let's do practical, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we'll do the It'll CG later." And they didn't do it, so that was mm-hmm. that. I think seeing that so early made me go, "Well, I'm ready for anything." Yeah, and, um, but uh, I can see how that would set the tone. Yeah. You're like, "All right, okay, here yeah. we are." Yeah. All right, so, somebody with wind chimes is terrorizing the city. Do you know? I feel like that's Terrible. that moment in video games where, like, you know, like when you ever seen like an, in a game where you see a texture that was never really supposed to be visible, you somehow finagle your way into the geometry and a level where like that's not texture there's no way like it should be visible I feel like it's that same thing it's just true to video games right like you looked in an area that wasn't supposed to be looked at and you know it looks I, like garbage I, I downloaded end of, a yeah. end of the room I downloaded a Borderlands over the weekend because Games with Gold yes. and, I, and I walked right up to a mountain and I went this is on Xbox 360 this this looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like right up, literally right up to a mountain. The text is just like, S- "What am I looking right. at? What am I looking?" At? Somebody yep. just scanned their leather pants and whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it was really Nobody's weird. Nobody's gonna look at this mountain. Um, but yeah, I, I, Wahlberg 
didn't do it for me. He like he was right. he was in serious mode the entire time. And yeah. I, the but perfect, so is Max. Max's face due to like but like limitations thing, at that point is in a perma scowl, but, right? Like that's this the is thing not is Mark Wahlberg can't scowl. He just goes to nothing face. I disagree. I think man, that guy was like a a, a JPEG on a flat surface. Yeah, a broken <laughs> like a, JPEG. A broken like frowny JPEG. And he's like, I'm really happy right now, Mark. No, he went to. <laughs> so, I I. I'm glad you feel that way. Yep. I don't. Um, and the moment... <laughs> so diplomatic today. The yeah. moment in question is when he walks in and sees the murder, he goes from be, uh, his his family murdered, and he goes from the happy face to the serious... What you're mm. calling the serious face. <laughs> well, um, and, it's, and it's like... It's instantly... It went to from like... Uh, sunshine and lollipops sure. to instant Lincoln Park. Perfect. And just that was it. For the... Just like... Crawling, and he's... <laughs> my children, my my child is dead. My wife is dead. I'm gonna be serious for the entire rest of the film. And it and I I didn't think his reads were that great. I think this was more like yeah, I'll do that movie. Sure, sounds like fun. Instead of so like, like here's the thing though. I was thinking about that. I think about this a lot when we do these movies because like I think when when you think it, like I feel badly sometimes because I think Wahlberg for what it's worth like he's a role player or whatever. But I think there's a reason he's been so successful and he's had staying power in Hollywood. Yeah. Like I think he's. Very competent if you find the right role and the right script for him, right? So I feel like, dude, even as Mr. Bullet Time read us that description, it, like I was giving you the like, shit, but like it legitimately sounded like that could be interesting given the right, mm-hmm. you know, the, the right DP, the right script, like that could be kind of cool. And I feel like Mark read this maybe or people around him, his turtle, and was like, yeah, you should do that. And it's like, yeah, it sounds all right. And then mm-hmm. you know. Maybe had no idea. I think the yeah, that's all right. Is the attitude that he went into the movie doing? It's a payday. So that's about as much Mm -hmm. as he did. Fair enough. And and I don't, I don't think he did a a bad job. But I don't, I don't think he could have. He didn't, he didn't play with it enough to find. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm using this word with this movie. Don't do it. The pathos. There it is. In the Max Payne character, who is such a tragic figure. Um, but kind of two-dimensional, right? And I, I think that's a function of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I, I said that, right? That was definitely a game like of the moment right like Max Payne mm-hmm. wouldn't fly today in its current form like even the Rockstar adaptation recently did all kinds of stuff with Max right like he's lived a real hard life but at the time like he was pretty two dimensional he was angry and very hurt right. and he shot a lot of fools in the face <laughs> and did. like you know I don't know Marky Mark did that alright yeah. alright <laughs> I believe it what about you Stacey did you have any highlights in the cast uh, I mean, aside from Bo Bridges, who I actually enjoyed, despite not fitting okay. where he was, I thought his performance was solid, at the very least. Okay. He, well, he felt the like the, the sympathetic fri- right. like friend of the dad that you see mm-hmm. in these cop procedurals. Yeah. Yeah. He, felt like the in- he felt like the innocent guy. He's like, oh, at least somebody cares about him. Yeah, it wasn't his fault he was stuck into like a position that really didn't fit his... Mm-hmm. His character. He, I, I think a lot of this movie is people doing what they can with what they're given. <laughs> that was that was how I felt through a lot of it, and I actually didn't think Ludacris was that bad. No, Ludacris is great. I actually He's a good really actor. enjoyed. I think Ludacris is an incredibly talented was, guy. Like, yeah, good. I mean, that guy is great. Um, I like Chris O'Donnell was another big miss for me. I don't know. Have you guys? Me too. Not a, it was I couldn't. Un, I couldn't unsee Robin. I was just like, I don't believe a guy who does uh, NCIS, a guy who traditionally does action stuff, is mm-hmm. a patsy role. But I, I don't think it was a, yeah, just miscast. I think that too, and also like, why are you here? Like that could have been anybody, right? Like right. anybody could have filled that role. And I know maybe this, I don't know, man. We, we're not in this, the heads of these people who are making this movie. But maybe they needed to start attaching names. But like that was weird. It was a weird use of that Chris O'Donnell. Does Chris mm-hmm. O'Donnell's name have value in two thousand and eight? 
Is that somebody where we went? It's 2008. Damn it, we need Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> like I and, wasn't gonna see. I was on the fence, but you throw out you know Chrissy D, and I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> What? Yeah, you I'm can get in. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah, super Stop. in. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about the plot, quote unquote, the plot, and um, so uh, essentially, in in so many words, Max is still searching for the uh, the one remaining gunman to know how he figured out it was three people instead of the two that he already killed. That's beside the point. Sure. You know. But he's trying to find uh, the answers to his wife and baby's murder, and along the way ends up getting embroiled with this uh, this assassin played by Mila Kunis, and discovers this just entire world of drugs and super soldier serums yeah. and all, all sorts of crap that gets that. Uh, Max really needs to try to save the day, but he doesn't care about himself. He Max really wants to die, a little but, bit. He just wants to get his answer first. Sure. Right. Uh, what I mean for the for the way that they truncated an hours long game into an hour and a half, how how do you think it translated? So I want to hear actually if, if I can ask you why don't why do you think where do you felt like it deviated from source material specifically because I think Mark and I are on the same page there. I'm curious to see per Mark's well, question. So what was off? Of, it hit kind of the same beats, and that I do agree with. It did hit a lot of the same beats, but I thought they had a lot of divergence, like characteristics and characters themselves. Just, well, I sure. mean, and I know they had to cut it down a lot, but they did it in a very interesting way to me. That they, they did a lot less. A lot. The fact that they didn't have. Um, Nicole Horn really as a major player in yeah. in the movie, mm-hmm. except for just like she kind of looks like a bitch. Like right. aside from yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you there. really only know that in the mm-hmm. post credit scene. Yeah, right. that's that's the only way you figure out. Oh, she's the one that we have to right. that we have to get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? And and we're living in a time of if we can make a franchise out of this cool. You finish the movie. Just do right. Give right. me an extra half an yep. hour where mm-hmm. they go after Horn, and it's just a a single thing. But. Yeah, that payoff yeah. like, thing was big. I feel like we cover this ground a lot. Like, I actually am on the side of like uh, let let movies not be beholden to their source material, right? Like, this IP is not strong to begin with. Like, yeah. why? Mm-hmm. So, like, I usually like I'm here going like, hey, distance yourself from it. Use the premise, write a good story. I think they actually did. This felt like, and I know that's. <clears throat> Weirdly a nebulous term. It felt like Max Payne, like that subway scene at the very beginning. That was straight out of a Max Payne level. Even the like okay. earlier in the the earlier in the week text that appeared on the totally post. That was great. The totally. use of red for every shot, every hit. I agree. But the palette as a whole. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, they, I think they do. Right. They, the the palette felt Max Payne to me. Okay, but and I noticed that the flashes of red when he was getting beat on early on in the movie. They didn't carry that through. They didn't do it much. too much. Like they didn't put. They they, they focused. I. And I thought that was really cool until they didn't carry through with it, and then it just felt totally. Like, not on him, but maybe in the world too. Like you'd see different splashes of red other places. I don't know. Okay. Maybe just red as a theme. But that, but that yeah. very, it was a very particular red flash when he got hit. I mean, that was a very yeah, particular. Yeah, yeah. Device it felt like that they you used. got hit in the game, yes. and your health was starting to. When Max that was cool. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, then, I couldn't. That felt very much like Max Payne. Yes. I totally agree. Even to that fade to black, like as it blinks mm-hmm. out, totally. But they didn't carry through with it. Yep. It just disappeared after that. And so that was disappointing. I definitely, yeah. Um, so in in terms of uh, similarities to the game, they actually got a lot right. Or they they actually they did a lot to kind of rhyme them. Uh, the whole game for some, I don't know. 
I still don't know why they decided on Norse mythology to go off for the game. It's weird. Um, but it I feels do, like a sequel, I, right? I've got all of yeah. the uh, all of the references from the game that they used in the oh, in the movie. I do. So yeah. the Aesir Corporation, mm-hmm. uh, the the source of the Valkyr drug, mm-hmm. um, is named after the entire pantheon, pantheon of Norse mm-hmm. gods, Aesir. Gotcha. So, that okay, cool, then that's where yeah. all the stuff comes from. Nicole Horn. Horn is an allusion to the Galahorn, which we know from in Destiny, but um, Clearly. the Galahorn yes. is, what an, is what sounds the arrival of Ragnarok, which is the end of the world. We had the Ragnarok Club. Which was a fun little reference. Which was interesting, and it wasn't named Ragnarok. Like, nice. letters were, like, blurred out, or, like, uh, not lit. They were, yeah, yeah they yeah. were. That was great. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm, that and was fun. The, the snowstorm, the entire snowstorm was a reference to Fimbulvatir, which was oh, an course. epic winter I mean, that precedes Ragnarok. So that that whole thing and the use of the uh, right. the use of the Valkyries just from for the game was like this is cop drama and now we're in deep in Norse like, mythology. It, it feels mm-hmm. like a third in a series, right? Like I feel like if they had stuck with just I mean, Max is inept. He's, like, literally the worst cop. But if they could have just stuck with solving his wife and kid's murder, stay simple, mm-hmm. stay focused on that. No, don't go this crazy. Like, this feels like, well, damn, we're out of ideas. Let's mix up some Norse, like, guys. You know what I mean? New. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like in, in Uncharted, excuse me, where you, you've got a really good character plot. And not to, I really love the Uncharted yeah, games, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just as an example, you've got a really awesome personable plot between this guy and who you think is his dad and, and maybe he's falling in love and then all of a sudden vampires show up. So essentially, a supernatural element gets introduced in the third act yeah. and we, in that regard, it kind of stays true to that idea of, well, it's the third act, let's punch it up, let's give it a, a silly reason. Yeah. But yeah. despite all that, it, it, it I don't know if it, it did it did any of the Valkyrie stuff and the Valkyries flying around hit with you guys for this? Stacy's making no, a no face. Yeah, yeah, I, can, I feel her no face. <laughs> no. Right? And, I mean, even the stuff that they brought over straight from the game, it felt like it was a little more cohesive in the game, and maybe it's just because it's they been had more so time. long. Yeah, it worked in the game in a way that all of these Norse references did not work in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it like this felt shoveled it short, yeah, shoehorned in, gallahorned in, because it, there was just no time. It was just it was just for you to go. This is what it is. Accept it. Move on. Yep. Yes, and not only that, but it also felt like the people who were putting together this script kind of looked at it and was like, oh well, they did this Norse thing in the games. I don't know anything about Norse mythology, but let's let's chuck it in there. And let's make it work. They Let, just got what it all if, wrong anyway. What if the Ragnarok Club? What if it's not <laughs> actually called the Ragnarok Club? Yeah. And we just like black out the letters, and that's pretty. Cool. Oh, I like what you write that down. Write that down, oh, yeah. Mark. Write that down. down. Get on that. It. That is going in right now. Nailed it. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's weird. Hey, like it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me either. And I feel like, and maybe this is a stretch, and it's super cliche, right? Losing wife and kid. I mean, that's tragic. But I feel like if they'd have just focused, right? Because that in and of itself, there's a lot of material there for like to build a relationship with with Max and really explore what he's dealing with. And especially if they had like delusions of grandeur, like we want a tr- mm-hmm. like a franchise out of this. Obviously, they were hoping that for a sequel. Let's really establish Max. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, he's a guy who like lost his wife and kids. And no, I, I one track mind. That's right? all it needs. Spend the time on your main character. Totally. I mean, we had. Like in the first game, there's all of those flashbacks mm-hmm. which coincide with what you're doing in the main plot Terrifying. in the present. Yeah, why not just do the the flashbacks as the first movie, or or we have what if we we do like a Tarantino, 
which they kind of did in the movie, and start in a bad situation in the present. Mm-hmm. And then the the whole second half of the first act and second act are a flashback, and you come back to the resolution in the totally. third. Totally. Or even like this that Rockstar game in, in Max Payne 3, what if they just started with Max being a mess? Mm-hmm. Like this, maybe this didn't, like 10 years later, oh. and he's like... This is he's lived a life where he's never actually moved on, right? He's stuck mm-hmm. in, and that's an interesting story because we all know that person who like is never able to leave that spiral of guilt and self-loathing, and like never able to get over that loss, never to accept it totally. And you just yeah. can't turn that page. That to me would be really interesting, and then revisiting that and maybe getting some catharsis because that's a guy I can root for, not this crazy inept cop who Forrest Gumps his way through a plot, who eventually has to have it explained to him by the idiot Chris O'Donnell, who's like, "No, dummy, this is what's happening." Yeah. Okay, go. I'll go shoot some more people. Like, what? Yeah, I'm going to punch you until you tell me words I understand. Totally. <laughs> well, and that happened throughout the entire movie. It was just <laughs> people Wahlberg's telling him things. Yeah, just people telling him what was going on. He didn't figure out any no. of it. And I think that's that's part of the reason why it's for... <laughs> well, no, for, for video games, uh, most of the reasons why they pick... A, I mean, even though Max wasn't silent, um, even though most of the times when they pick a silent protagonist is because they want you to empathize with that character right. and identify as that character. Mm-hmm. And I think they inadvertently did that with Max, where he only... He doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Like, oh. in trying to write down favorite lines for, for what we're doing in the movie, I was just like... He didn't say a lot. No, but like, and also, what he does say is not that clever. I don't no. know if you guys remember that film noir. Like, the the dialogue in Max Payne is the best part, right? It just drips to the point where it's like so campy, but like so well written, right? Mm-hmm. That like, mm-hmm. and I wish I'd had like um, I came and prepared with some of those quotes, but like, it's not that. It's just like dumbed down. Like, you know, I believe in angels. Yes, you know, I, they, I don't oh, believe yeah. in heaven, but that I believe in angels. angels. I believe in angels. You I don't believe in death. I don't believe. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah really, really silly. Um, it was a miss. It was, it was, yeah, it was a little bit of a miss, even. Even that we'll get to what its budget and what it made at the the box office, but I wanted to bring up something interesting about uh, so the the near the finale we have the scene where the whole building rips open and you see the world the world of the Valkyries you know, the hallucinatory world right. of the Valkyries right. where, where the cop that walks by is just like what he's tripping out <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, should yeah. I shoot him is he dying already right? but I think something fun that they did for that is they actually held a contest for that hallucination. So they contacted a whole bunch of visual effects teams and were like, hey, um, here's blank footage of a stand-in. This is how we want the shot to look. Go. And they picked the best one. And it was a Canadian company called Spin that ended up winning it. But I thought it was like cool to make it mm-hmm. like a game within a video game movie. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't look bad. Is that that was uh, as that was happening? I was doing the same thing as Max was, just like whoa! Yeah. <laughs> like, What's going on? Yeah. Just like get out, get out. But I was with you too. Like I, I but I was like shoot him. Like like that Max should have been dead on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like that guy walked in. He's like I don't do I shoot this guy? Like what are you? Yeah, right over there. Yeah, he's just, like I'm just, this guy's got problems way bigger than my AK forty seven. I'm just gonna let him. The entire time we've been watching Max react to the dudes freaking out on the drugs he's doing the same thing he's just like uh, uh let's see where this goes yeah. sort of a thing even though he's needed information as opposed to having to be shot on site um i i just thought that that was that was pretty cool and that that effect wasn't that bad no it was cool it no was that the really effect was well great done. um and then just a little bit on our boy john moore he went on to after this movie. He went on to direct a good day to die hard. I know he did, which, which I is really awesome. like. I really like that movie. Yeah, he, I mean, he, like here's here's a lot of his. Uh, 
what did they say? So Armin White, uh, a film critic, described Moore as a Peckinpah-esque neo-Einstein stylist whose grade B material, such as Behind Enemy Lines, Flight of the Phoenix, the remake of The Omen, yes. um, has kept him from receiving the acclaim he deserves. Um, and and this isn't this is a little bit into our uh, critical part, but he the same guy reviewed Max Payne saying, uh, Moore explores genuine contemporary anxiety, and that his images are richer than his plots. I totally, I completely yeah. agree. What do you writer. remember from mm-hmm. Behind Enemy Lines? Just the visuals, the, the visuals. right? Totally. Yeah. And the same thing with Max. I thought the palette in this movie was rad. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what, there's so much setup when it starts and it kind of drips of mood and you're like, all right, like this could be really cool the with setup, a competent script. Right. The setup was great. Right. The yep. first couple of minutes, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yes, I'm going to like this movie. Yeah. This is, I don't know why everyone's Patrick talking about this. Patrick recommended an okay one. Yeah. This <laughs> is Despite really texting cool. me terrible, terrible things. <laughs> Man, our text, our text chains when you're watching a movie. <laughs> we should just read our text messages a lot. We should do the show. Let's do the show via text, and then we'll just sit here and read them <laughs> out great. on camera. That makes for good, good YouTube. I remember YouTube. what you said at this time. <laughs> Perfect for iTunes. Um, so let's let's get into the uh, critical and box office before we, we start doing our segments, our, our fun little sketches. Uh, this had a $35 million budget, yeah. which... Seems Not light. bad. Seems light. Mm-hmm. Seems light, yeah. but it, yep. they did everything right. they could. That's with what I'm it. saying. And it made mm-hmm. eighty five point four million. It so did. that's a success. Yep. Uh, made over double, <clears throat> but still not considered well enough to get a sequel. No, sure. And as far as I know, it was all in whether Mark Wahlberg wanted to do it or not, and he was like. Eh. Can you blame him? Like he was nominated for a Razzie, like the, you know, like I think, and he was right. on to bigger and better things, right? Like this was kind of like the Mark Wahlberg coming back onto the scene. Mm-hmm. He just done I Heart Huckabees, right? Like all of a sudden people were like, "Oh yeah, Marky Mark's back." Yeah. And I feel like with that trajectory, why do Max Payne too? If he hadn't done anything else, I guarantee you. Oh yeah, but he didn't have no. Yeah, no. Back. I think this is one of the, the situations where if he had had a really good time, he probably would have been like, well, I'll at least do it because it was fun. Yeah. Right. And, and at least he made his money back. Um, this is certified rotten on Rotten Tomatoes with a 16%. IMDb has it as a 5.4. Um, and yet, uh, all of the rotten reviews that I found still had a positive spin on it. Yeah. So with a positive, this is a, <laughs> the following is a positive review Let's of hear Max it. Payne Let's hear it. from David Hilbrand of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Max Payne is a junkyard dog of a film that is true to its video game roots even as it transcends them. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah, really I, nice would, I would agree. Say. That is but you know that he's got that on his wall somewhere. Just like, <laughs> just like the nicest thing ever. Said. Yeah, I read it really well. Uh, Nigel Floyd from Time Out writes, John Moore directs the hell out of the action yep. while Jonathan Sella's mm-hmm. glistening photography captures the snow and rain that fall on these bloody New York streets. Captured, but, captured the hell out of that snow. The he, snow. No, it was, he, he got shot it so well, snow. you could yeah, tell did. it was all really of fake. the snow. Uh, but... You'd have to be on crack not to guess the surprise finale. Yeah, I mean, mm. I mean, he, yeah. We weren't looking. I mean, for like, surprise. what was the drug called? I, yeah, you'd have Valkyr. to be on Valkyr like like to f- not be able to. The like, fact that's, that they first showed Valkyr, and then they showed the angels, you're instantly like, oh, okay, I got it. We're there. Yeah. Like, I, at the How does, at the very first the very first time we saw the wing, I just I, I was just quietly said to myself. Oh, it's a drug company. Yeah, how do, yeah. Uh, again, how does he not connect that? Like, he's a it cop. way too long. He's a cop. This is Mark Wahlberg from The Happening. What? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean 
It was crazy. To drugs? Like, no. everybody's got the same tattoo that the murderers do, but somehow he can't connect those dots. And he doesn't I forget. did everything! That's, and yeah. he can't forgive his best friend and partner after a couple of years. Just like, I'm sorry, I did everything I could. There's one guy left out there. Like, no, but you're I mean, a bad person. You're yeah, useless. I didn't see you solve it, Max. I, you're exactly. a cop. You're in the same boat right now. I was too busy and crying. And you're still trying. He was too busy grimacing to solve the murder. <laughs> or what he calls grimacing. Trying to grimace. So he's been practicing, okay? That's the best he can do. I haven't, I, I don't believe it. Right. I don't think I've said it with very pointed eyebrows. That much. I mean, that's good makeup. I'm telling yeah. you. Um, <laughs> he's got a very flat brow. I don't know if I've said it throughout this entire show, but so I'll say it now. This film. <laughs> this film. Uh, from there, uh, we're gonna go and we're gonna play some of our favorite games. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with our favorite line. I don't Where know do you even start? There I, are so many. I'll start at the, at the yeah, beginning. Would you please do? I'll start at the beginning. Where, where Max walks into the subway bathroom that's larger than the subway station. Uh, so I did not like that. Where you, it's like a it's, little. Th- those bathrooms aren't that large. Um, I mean, Maybe uh, this one is. It's maybe than, yeah, it's okay. maybe they are in Canada. It's bigger on the inside. Boo. Um, yeah. um, oh, hell no. What are you, a cop or something? Not tonight. <laughs> Badge on the, yeah. I know. Real good. That, uh, that has a, a ton of gems right there. Uh, um, what else does he say in that? Oh, uh, so you following me or something? Not you. Him. Just him. <laughs> Real good. Real good. good. Stacey? Good line. So actually I actually have kind of a serious one back at the very, very beginning when I had hope and it sounded like this could be a really cool movie. Not the very first line because that one was not great sure. at all. But the there's an army of bodies under this river, criminals, people who ran out of time, out of friends. Next time they drag this river, they'll find me at the bottom with the rest of them. There won't be anyone left to say I was different. I mean, See, because that, that gives not... you the impression that, oh, we're going to go super noir, we're going to have a lot of mm-hmm. internal monologuing from this guy, but we don't. And then nothing. I know, but like, you, but you, like even that was a miss. Like, that's not that clever, right? Like, no. I feel like you your back-of-the-box quote was way better than that, and that made it in a major motion <laughs> picture. I feel like that should have been like, you know when Max is like, oh, the, 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 the street smelled like cigarettes and sadness. You know, like, I mean, like, that's it should okay. be, like, interesting and noir. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just like, I'm... Not Tumblr noir. No, but, yeah. But it was thing. so no melodramatic that at least there Drink. was something like, okay, well, at least we're going to get really dramatic in a silly way yeah. here. We're going to go into depression and sadness and all that bit. Sure. Something, um, a little bit. And But then at the beginning where we get Captain Bowen walking the new guy around, yes. he mm. says the line, remember when you were a kid and you'd hold your breath when you'd run past a graveyard? Just leave that man alone. It's a mini controller. <laughs> t- it was a it was a lob like with my controller. I'm just, I don't want to play this game anymore. No. It's just like nah. Xbox turn off. Yeah. Yes. Xbox. Dude, which by the way, best gamer tags ever. Have you seen the people that are trolling this? That yeah, their yeah. Ga- gamer tag is Xbox turn off. Yes. And like I just got shot by Xbox turn off. Yes. No. It's the best. It's the best. I've seen those. It's so pretty good. So good. Um, anybody else have some any of the, the uh, winners from this? Oh, we we'll call a winner. This is uh, this is when uh, Max is looking to go seek vengeance, and Mona says, "You don't want to make it out alive. You think if he puts you out of your misery, you'll be with them again." Max looks her straight in the eyes, dead eyed. Yeah, well, that's how it works. <laughs> So good. It's so it's so you, good. You say that's good. I tend to disagree. I mean, right by that's so what? good. I mean, like, no. well, yeah, I know. It's, I it's just, good in a bad way. I know. Like, I laughed out loud. I was like, it was so self-serious. Like, you're waiting for some sort of like that that pregnant pause. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> what? 
Go get shot, Max. At this point, I don't care either way. If you, do you, you just, I've got Daredevil to watch. Just get shot. Care. I don't do care. Do. do you think Moore yells cut and he goes, Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> that was gold. And that's going to be on the wall somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to have that on their wall as a quote under the movie poster. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to feel good works. about myself. Do you have any made a billion do you have any dollars? Other, Stacey? No, that was that was the one. I mean, <laughs> that was a close. Second, I like though. the the hero. The, go ahead. No, that was my second that one. That was your second one? <laughs> I like the hero qualifier that we got from the random drug lord near the oh. end of the movie where uh, Mona walks in and is, and is like, hey, I need to know about this guy. Um, as he is uh, uh, credited, Lincoln Deneuf, okay. uh, who is the, the drug lord, the devil is building his army. Max Payne, he's been hunting. Three years of kicking down doors. He is looking for something that God wants to stay hidden, and that's what makes him even more dangerous. Mona, stay away from Max Payne. You don't want to be around him when Judgment Day comes. It doesn't make it's intense. Any sense. It's intense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. If you had somebody say Nothing. that earlier in the movie, I would have been like, "This dude's going to hell, and he's going to be shooting his way down." But Love see, it. But also, then? like. You imagine somebody saying that in real life? Like, could you take somebody seriously at all? Just like, I, I don't... Mean, like, you're, you're snickering. I mean, yeah, that's an action of Trump. You're like, no. I know. I mean, I suppose you're right. But like... like that's like, Mike Banning from, no, from like, Olympus the, is the, Fallen. The, the, yeah. <laughs> this is that face-off line. No more drugs for that man. Like, I just... just no. <laughs> <I'd>, or... <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of Nick Cage's face. Or, <laughs> <laughs> too good. Face. <laughs> All right, from there, let's go to one of our favorite segments, which is recasting oh, the movie with yeah. modern actors. So it's 2016. It is. We find out that charge. Max Payne is going to get rebooted, and these are the folks that we want to play these roles. So we're going to be recasting Max, Mona, Bibi, Jack Lupino, and Jim Bravura. We are. Um, and it's... Uh, what do you want to start? What do you want to start? What do you want to start? Let's start with uh, our boy Luda with uh, Jim Bravura, okay. Bravura, Bravura, because we never hear his last name spoken. No, we don't. It's just um, on the door. Every yeah. other scene, like, they're gonna remind me what his last name is. Over. What does everybody got? No. Go ahead, Stacey. What do you got? Well, I've been watching Daredevil all weekend. Okay. So uh, Royce Johnson, cop in Daredevil. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can get behind mm-hmm. that. I like him. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. bad. Cop to cop That's role. Not bad. Sort of typecast. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Michael B. Jordan. That's that, who I thought everybody was going to pick. Man, he's just okay. impossibly talented, and you can't not like him. And he brings that, like, he's got unbelievable comedic timing, which Luda kind of does. Do you remember that that line when, like, he's like, do you want to report something? Hell yeah, dude, there's, like, gunfire going. It's like going machine like, guns yes, in the yeah. city. <laughs> like, like my, I think he would kill that, but also bring a little bit of, like, swagger to the role. Especially, sure. like, okay. also a little bit tougher than than Luda. Like, a little bit more presence. Totally. Mm-hmm. Instead more of presence. just he's there. And also, like, I feel like the internal affairs guys have to be, like, bulldogs, right? Like, you have to be able to, like, stand up for yourself. And Luda's kind of a little guy. He's, you know, a big personality, but, like, you know, Michael B. Jordan would be a bit of an enforcer in that role. I like Did it. you have somebody else? I did. Uh, kind of going across the same uh, the same category as Ludacris, okay. uh, a guy who, who just started acting How to Make It in America, Kid Cudi. Okay. Kid Cudi's great on that Is show. he really? And he, and he, he just because he, he kind of has a similar background, but mm-hmm. I think he would kick ass in that. All right. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. I can get behind that. Did yeah. you have another one? Or, did, no, or was it? Was... Okay, that was just Brett. Did you? What was yours then? 
That, that was my, for for that's for Luna. It's just the, the only one I got. Like that, everybody else, I'll give you guys. You can choose between. I'm, I'm vetting casting by you, but every, uh, that was the I one mean, that was for me was Leia. Michael B. Jordan, his his current look is essentially what Luda's look in the movie was. Yeah. So you just go, oh yeah, just put him in a suit, and that's that. Totally. And he's got the the chops behind it. Let's go to Jack Lupino, our uh, our su- supposed to be our big bad of the film, but cut I short. Mean, real, supposed to be. Well, I mean, I that's mean, what they were alluding to. He was around all the murders. He was hacking oh. people up. Like that was the. <laughs> thing is they were, they were building up to that twist so who is a guy that can shoulder all of that responsibility any person in a Gatorade commercial like you know when they show that glowing <laughs> monster <laughs> sweat just like all just cast Gatorade people. and light blue is the best I agree who do you have I like can I ask you Javier Bardem because he could, he could bring like a, people the go straight Holy crap. scary Javier Bardem and he just got shot what the hell and just keeps going no no, no. Oh. it's like and then you Don't waste Javier Bardem. I like but, that. Yeah. How about you, Stacey? Uh, Joel Kinnaman. What is he in? He's yeah. coming up in Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. I like him. All right. Not bad. Yeah. I got two. So I went with, like, super soldiery kind of. So, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar. He's not an actor, but I'm going to go ahead and go with that Houston Texans. J.J. Watt. Do not know. Uh, sports here. No, just know the sports Video ball. game movie anatomy. Big yeah. linebacker guy, J.J. Watt. He does the movie anatomy. He does the uh, <laughs> Campbell Soup commercials. Eats eats the shit out of that can of soup. Uh, I'll go. I'll stick with real actors. I'll go Vin Diesel, maybe. Actually, I'm considered. Um, okay. I for some reason this yeah. wasn't my first choice, despite being of a wrestling brain. Dave mm-hmm. Batista. Oh, totally. Who was just oh, Inspector? Yes. Yeah. Big yep. muscle bound yeah, dude covered sure. in tattoos. Guardians guy. Guardians. Yep. Yep. Drax the Destroyer. Okay. Got those it. Of you who didn't. Oh, he'd be great. For most of you who didn't see Spectre, the guy in Guardians, who would movie that everybody he'd saw. He'd be great. <laughs> I get behind that. I'm really interested to hear what you guys have for BB. Ooh. No, 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 no! Not I said, that interesting. No, I'm so I like, yeah, very oh. much so. Like, I like, I like mine. Who do you got? Yeah. Yeah. So, let's like with Bo Bridges, it's a guy that you're not supposed to expect sure. any real hardness out of to be the bad guy. So I went with John Goodman for one. Oh, see, he can flip a switch. That's the thing is, he can go like right. He could bring the seriousness that Bo didn't really have. Oh, that's really end. good. Um, and also, just because I forgot what the show was called, but uh, Kelsey Grammer. As well as somebody that everybody goes, oh, that's Frazier. But he then he can turn and give that dramatic performance. I forgot what the show was called, but it took place in Chicago. Sideshow Bob. No, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> he's dark. Um, I think everybody liked John Goodman a little bit better, so I'm just going to erase Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> but what do you guys have? I think John Goodman might be the winner. I don't even want to get... What do you got? That's real guy. What do you got? Uh, well, one of mine was Jeff Bridges. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, his older brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bo, you're J- not good enough to be recasted. <laughs> you're JB now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, bud? Okay, so I got uh, John Travolta. Like, Broken Arrow Travolta. But then you're getting similar performance, or not similar performance, but uh, Punisher. You're getting, like, uh, head of a thing that, that's the target of revenge, and I think people will go, oh, this is him and Punisher. But okay. I do like it. But I do like it. Yeah, spaced on the Punisher thing. Most I just like John Travolta. I think because he's so again, he's tough and like that whole like I think that face off where he goes just fucking psycho, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the, that's what I was looking that for. Travolta, right? totally. Yep. Uh, Mona, who do we got? Okay, I'll go first because I'm not a fan of mine. I'm fifty fifty on this. I think this woman just needs more work, but she's just an ass kicker. I'd really like to see Penelope Cruz. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think she's, she's awesome. She's incredibly she talented. Is. Uh, she just fits, you know, vaguely ethnic, you know, caster and... <laughs> She's ethnic. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, but like, There's you know... What's that going for, I guess? Uh, I, I like Penelope Cruz. I, she, I'm a fan of hers and I don't think she gets enough work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. Jerry. Stacey, who's, who's, who's your second since my, you stole one? Uh, so another one, uh, uh, Chloe Bennett. 
I my like choices. Yes. Okay. Um, going along the TV TV line. Sorry, we, we're we're getting the, the wrap up thing soon, so we got to speed through some of them. Okay. Um, Amelia Clark. From from Game of Thrones. Oh yes, Queen of Dragons. Yes, yes. excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. Alexandra Daddario from okay. uh, uh, San Andreas yep. that upcoming in Baywatch because yep. they mm-hmm. both of them have these eyes that just pierce through the entire uh, screen and sure. just make you take them beyond seriously. And I think um, uh, Mila Kunis ha- has the same quality. Mm-hmm. So I, I went off of that. Who was your second before I, we get to Max? I just had Penelope. Just Penelope yeah, Cruz. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get through Max real quick. Um, Stacy, why don't you start us? I feel bad about this one, and then I don't because Tom Hardy would. Yeah, uh, I was cross that off on my list. Tom he Hardy, would, I want him in everything. Would, I love, love that guy. Hey, at least we didn't say role. Oscar Isaacs. At least we, yeah, I, I know, almost well. did for Jack Lupino. I was gonna say it just to, for, just, just to mess with you guys yeah. for everything. Just Our the award. award. Hardy's one of mine. Yeah. Uh, who's another yeah. one you got? I, so and again, I, I'm going down this road. Like I was a huge uh, John Barenthal fan from uh, oh, Punisher. Shane from Walking Dead. The guy's got so much presence, and he would be an amazing pain. And bring a little mm-hmm. bit of range to that. That's one of the reasons I like Hardy a little bit, because I know we talked about him being a little two-dimensional, but both of those guys can go from just, you know, a decent human being to just crushed and out for some vengeance. So. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I, I like that. Just ever since I was playing the game, and I would always look at the box art, I always thought if they made a Max Payne movie, they would cast Johnny Knoxville, because he looks just like him. And that's a guy who, yes. while he does do a lot of, or mostly comedic roles, yep. I think it would be fun to give him that role, um, because drama is easy, comedy is hard, quote-unquote. Um, and he, I, I think that would be fun. Super fun fact, his face is actually originally modeled after Sam Lake, who's the creative director at Remedy. Oh. So Sam Lake rhymes with Quantum Break, rhymes with Alan Wake. Like, it's that guy, right? Like, he's he's making, I'm not making this up, this is, like, very intentional. But the original face is modeled after Interesting. him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I still like Johnny Knoxville. I do, too. And my other one that I had, my quote-unquote serious one, was James McAvoy. Because he's a little bit smaller... But he can also he brings the seriousness, and he also it's very good. Does random silly dramatic movies very like good. he did I Frankenstein. He's also, like, yeah, I'll do Max Payne. Also wanted, he yeah. can shoot the hell out of a and gun. wanted. He totally. can shoot a gun. So he's got yeah. a little bit of that background. All right, oh, man, fun. this movie been so much better if it was like wanted. Really quick, <laughs> yes. final thoughts on on Max Payne. I, it had a lot of potential. It was utterly wasted, and while I didn't hate it because I thought that it had the palette going for it, it had some mood. Uh, don't don't watch this movie. <laughs> don't. Yeah, it was so disjointed throughout, and it, I think it focused so hard. I mean, the whole fact that there was a contest to create that the Valkyrie scenes like that, they got so sidetracked by these things that they kind of forgot about the plot and character motivation. Yeah, if if it had if it if they did a little bit more work on the script, we probably could have gotten a, a passable movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not the worst one we've ever watched on the show. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if if I would put this on a list of bad movies that you get together and watch with your friends. Maybe a, a little bit of uh, Valkyrie is involved. I can see. Oh, yeah. Some, oh, some foreign mm-hmm. substances. Say no more. Uh, you Say no watch more. this movie, check it out. It'll freak you out. But our last thing that we do is a game over or an extra life for this franchise. Do we want to see another Max Payne movie? Patrick. I say put a bullet in it. Bullet time, slow-mo death. I think this franchise needs to die. Move on. Listen, play Quantum Break. Remedy's never made a bad game, so if you're looking for this next experience... I'd say play that one. It's got a six-episode, 22-minute arc. It's coming out this year. I'm plugging this. A couple weeks. Uh, yeah, it's coming out in a couple right. weeks. Play Quantum Break if you're dying for some more. But game over to Remedy. Max Payne. Game over to Max Payne. Stacy. For this 
if they're going to keep going like that, game over. Was not, I, I, I agree. It, it's really hard to make a standalone movie for something like this when we have Netflix and, or independence series like Machinima. Yep. So mm-hmm. if we, I don't want another Max Payne game. I would love a noir-style Max Game series. But I will say, game over. That's it. Max Payne is done. It's out of here. We have Bye. made it so. So uh, before we sign off, I just want to let everybody, everybody know, next week we're going to be doing what I like to call, we're putting in a cheat code. Yeah, we and we're doing something that's not based on a video game, but something that is, in fact, a video game movie. We're going to be covering Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. So that's two weeks, yes. April 4th. Make sure to watch the movie, even though you've probably already watched it. Play the side-scrolling action beat em up uh, But until then, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Pete of the D's on Twitter. You can find me on iTunes. I host a video game podcast called Pixel by Pixel, and I'll be playing Quantum Break in a few days. <laughs> Find me on Twitter at YieldNerd or also on Twitter and across the web at NerdsDoingStuff. You can find me on Twitter at MarkBDonica. You can follow us at The Popcorn Talk on Twitter. Make sure to uh, check out Jedi Alliance, which is another show I do here. We just started with a new co-host. If you love Star Wars, join us. It's a celebration of the greatest saga ever told. But until then, we will see you at the arcade. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 